0: Hey, everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, uh, another episode of the Daily Ticket. This one for a Tuesday. It's the 13th of February, 2024. One day before Valentine's Day, once again in my automobile. I did not plan on this, I swear, but and once again, I don't want to wake my wife or kid up. How's everybody doing? You know, tomorrow we've Valentine's Day. I dig Valentine's Day for two reasons. Number one, My daughter is eight. She celebrates. She loves it. We got her cool gifts. It's like a whole Rieger tradition, Valentine's Day. I like it because she loves it. But the other reason I love it is because I am a big fan of holiday candy. Like, I kid you not, I don't think we've ever talked about candy. I feel very strongly about this. During Christmas time, I love candy canes. During Halloween, I love candy corn. Some people despise it. Easter, all about the Cadbury eggs, and of course, the Peeps, the Pink Peeps, delicious. But my favorite candy of all time, and you can only get it during Valentine's Day, is those Brock Conversation hearts. You know what I'm talking about. Some people say they taste like chalk. I think they taste delicious. Out of all the holiday candy that is out there, and there's a lot, there's nothing better. Then the conversation hurts. I love them. I buy them by the bag. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm in my car right now. Here, I'm going to put the microphone right down. I'm going to open up my center console. And you'll see. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, I'm not even kidding how addicted I am to these things. Hold on a second. Look at that. Boxes. Look at that. A bag. It is a full-blown addiction. Out of all the holiday candies out there, I fucking love those hearts. I love them so much. And the greatest thing about Valentine's Day is the day after Valentine's. It's the 15th of February, because you can go to Meyer or whatever, I don't know, drugstore you go to, CVS, Rite Aid, whatever the your preference is, and everything's on sale. So. The bag of the hearts costs like six bucks. Pretty pricey, if I do say so myself. But I'm so addicted that I spend it. But the day after Valentine's Day, and you gotta go quick because every store wants to get their Easter products out there. So they're not gonna hold on to these hearts forever, but you can get them for like 85% off. They go from like six dollars a bag to like a buck fifty. And you know who? Me. I buy them all up, I stash them, and I hope they last until. Past winter, maybe dare I say the summer, I am a full-blown addict. I want to know from you. Before we get into it, comment section below, what holiday candy is the best? It's got to be the sweethearts, right? It's got to be those conversation hearts. Delicious. Anyway, let's get on with the show, shall we? So I hope everybody's feeling great. I think we're all over the Lions season. We're ready to move on. I think watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, watching the Niners lose in agonizing fashion, I think every Lions fan enjoyed that, considering how the Lions lost the NFC title game. I think we're ready to move on. And it could not come at a better time, but Monday, Monday yesterday, the Tigers, or at least some of them, reported for spring training in Lakeland, Florida. Spring training, by the way, so freaking long. Like, honestly, it's the weirdest thing. Like, pitchers aren't even allowed to throw the baseball anymore. They get you out after, like, 85 pitches. But they continue to add on to spring training. Spring training hasn't always been, like, damn near three months. That's what it seems like. It's the biggest tease in sports. Like, don't get me wrong. When you first turn on the radio, and you hear Dan Dickerson's voice, you get excited. When you first turn on the TV and you see Jason Bonetti for the first time because he's the new Tiger play-by-play guy on TV, you're going to get excited. But then you forget. You forget baseball and Lakeland's even going on. You stop following the stats. And you look up, like, right around NCAA tournament time. You're like, oh, my God, spring training still going on. It is the longest thing. Now, if you happen to go down to Lakeland, take in a game, have a beer, sit on the hill, like, it's fun. But I am not a big spring training guy at all. I wish it was two and a half weeks and we get on with the baseball season. But I get it. All these small towns in Florida and Arizona, they need something, right? Adds to the tourism. So I totally understand it. So yesterday, the majority of the Tigers reported. Even Javi are biased, by the way. How about that? Javi, Tiger sent out coaches in the offseason to visit with Javi. He's been hitting a little soft toss in his cage. Javi was right there with the rest of the Tigers. So maybe that's good news. But when you look at this Tiger baseball team, They still don't have enough offense. I like their pitching. We'll get into it momentarily. I like their bullpen construction. But I don't like this offense at all. So much that last week, I think it was on Monday, I gave you the suggestion of J.D. Martinez. Bring him on back. J.D. still hits over 30 bombs a season. Yeah, he's getting up there. One-year, two-year deal. He can DH as much as you want, or he can DH as little as you want. J.D. Martinez can still play the outfield a little bit. Yes, he gets injured his fair share because he's up there 36, 37 years old, but he can still rank, and he can still help this team, and he can still help the young hitters on this team. You know, J.D. walking around with his notebook like he used to do when Miggy was on this team. I think J.D. Martinez makes perfect sense. And I don't know what Scott Harris is waiting for. He's still out there. As of the recording of this podcast, 9-19 on a Monday night, J.D. Martinez is still out there for the taking. Now, will the Tigers pull the trigger? Probably not, but I really wish they would because I don't think this offense is good enough. In fact, if you look at this division, yes, everybody's going to say the Twins should win the division. But the Tigers should be right there. A.J. Hinch is the best odds for skipper of the year. The Tigers have a decent rotation. They have a good bullpen. And would it not be ashamed if you didn't stack this team with enough hitting to win a winnable division? Tigers haven't made the postseason in 10 years. 2014 was the last time. They got swept by the Orioles. They had like five Cy Young winners on that team. That was the last time a decade ago. The Tigers made the playoffs. It would be a true shame, at least in my opinion, if you have a team that's good enough to win the division, but they fall short because they can't hit. And that's where my next suggestion comes into play. So I already told you J.D. Martinez is out there for the taking. I think he can help this team. He's not going to take anybody's spot. He's not going to break the bank. You're not going to sign him for long-term, one year, two years. and Then he's going to go on with his Hall of Fame career. Do you think he's a Hall of Famer? I think he's damn close. I really do. But another guy that is out there that would help you as well, and it's truly a position in need, is Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman plays third base. Tigers don't have a third baseman. When was the last time that Detroit Tigers had a third baseman that they could put out there every game instead of platooning guy after guy after guy? Was it Jamer Candelario? And even you or I didn't love him when he was in Detroit because we didn't think he was all that good. Tigers let him go. He had himself a nice season. Cool. Not crying over spilled milk. But the Tigers need a third baseman in the worst way. And Matt Chapman is the best on the market. Not only can he flat out rank, and I'll get you his stats, but he's the best defender of any third baseman in baseball not named Nolan Arenado. He's 31 years old. Go look it up. Arenado has the best defensive stats in baseball. Chapman has the second best. Last season, kind of a down season, which maybe means you can get him for a little bit cheaper. Only hit 17 homers last season. Hit right around 240, about a 750 OPS. And I know what you're going to think. Oh, my goodness, he's 31 years old. He's declining. Don't you dare spend any money on that guy. But I think you might be wrong. August 15th, Matt Chapman effed up his middle finger. I'd show you the middle finger, but it'd be rather disrespectful. He had 15 homers at that point. Still had about two months of baseball left, month and a half. He hit two more homers and had like a 669 OPS. I said 69. ha. <laughs> I don't think last year was a good representation of who Matt Chapman is. I think the two years before is. Two years before each year, he had 27 home runs each. Matt Chapman has unbelievable exit Vila. He hits the ball maybe harder than anybody in baseball. He's starting to use the opposite field. And more than anything, you can plug him at third base every day. Like, honestly. What a luxury that would actually be to be able to do something that other baseball teams are able to do on a nightly basis. You have a third baseman play every day. Now I know what you're thinking. How much would he cost you? I would tell you, who cares? Don't worry about it. The Tigers have a payroll of 96 mil to about 100 mil, depending on where you look. It's the 21st lowest payroll in baseball. So even though they're right around the $100 million mark, who cares? You sell a ton of tickets. You have great TV rights. You can afford a guy for two to three, dare I even say four years. Here's the thing about Chapman. It's rumored. That he turned down a four year extension with the Blue Jays worth a hundred million bucks. Now, that would be 25 million bucks a season. Apparently, he turned it down. Whether it's true or not, that's just happened to be a rumor that's out there. I can tell you the truth though Matt Chapman has never made more than 12.5 million a season. That was his salary the last two years playing in Toronto. Are you telling me? If you give Matt Chapman a one-year deal for $25 million and call it a prove-it deal, more than he's ever made in a season of baseball by a long shot, that he might not take that deal? According to reports, the Giants are interested, the Cubbies are interested, and I think the Tigers should be interested. One year, Matt Chapman, he proves he can still rake, You get yourself an everyday third baseman. That's option number one. Now, maybe he wouldn't take that deal. Maybe he wants to sign his last deal in baseball. He's 31 years old. Well, why not sign him long-term? Why not sign him for three years? Why not sign him for four years? You have the money. You have nobody else to fill that position. I know Jace Young eventually is going to come up, but he's nowhere ready to come up right now You still have a lack of offense, and this guy Chapman, depending on what he wants, can help you on a nightly basis, give you something that you don't have, an everyday third baseman. Like, honestly, how are we doing this? It's like the Lions and their lack of kickers. How does a Major League Baseball team not have an everyday third baseman? Go get Matt Chapman. Go get J.D. Martinez. Go make this team good offensively, and let's go to war in the AL Central. I don't know if you know this, but this is playoff time now. Lions won two playoff games. The Red Wings, as I record this, are four points above the playoff cut line in the NHL in the Eastern Conference. Why shouldn't the Tigers make the postseason in a winnable division? I'm not saying their rotation is killer. I'm not saying their bullpen is killer. But you know what? While you build this team, a contract like Chapman, Set you back two, three years. Whatever you decide on, it helps you in the short term while you figure out the long term. You owe it to the fans of Detroit who have sat by and watched bad baseball for the last decade plus to go out and make this team as good as possible. And the weak part of this team is with the bats. Like, let me just give it to you very quickly. So here's how I see the pitching staff. Kenta Maeda, Tarek Skubal. Jack Flaherty, Matt Manning, Alex Fiedo, Reese Olsen. Some way, shape, or form, those are your starting five. As far as the bullpen is concerned, I think it's a good bullpen. You went back out, you brought back Andrew Chafin, Jason Foley still in the mix, Alex Lang up and down, Mason Englert, Shelby Miller will be given a chance, Tyler Holton, remember him, the lefty, he's really good, Will Vest, Trey Wingenter, Like, I think the bullpen is good enough. And again, we're talking about a winnable division. We're not talking about the World Series, but you get in the playoffs and you got yourself a chance. The big problem on this team will continue to be offense. Your catchers, Carson Kelly, Jake Rogers. Offense ain't coming from them. Spencer Torkelson's going to play first base. He's a 30-home run guy. Will that continue? I think it will, but I'm not sure. Second base, it's going to be the Colt era. Tigers went out. They paid prospect Colt Keith a whole lot of money. They extended his contract. They paid him millions of dollars. They believe he's the guy. In fact, they've never done anything like it before. They gave him a ton of money when he hasn't played a single game in Major League Baseball. Will he work out? I think so. But he's a prospect. You don't know for sure. Which gets back to the point, is he going to be great with the bat? We don't know. Why not go out and get a sure thing? At third, what we're talking about currently, what is it going to be, Zach McKinstry or Matt Virling? No offense there. And then in the outfield, the likes of Martana, Akil Badu. I know people are in love with Kerry Carpenter, Kerry Bonds, but go look at his last 30, 40 games, didn't hit a single homer, had like a 630 OPS. The point is, a young hitter, while he's got promise, you don't know what he's going to give you center field gives you Parker Meadows, right field, Riley Green. I think both those guys are going to hit. I do, but you're still short on hitters. So I can't understand why if you're Scott Harris, you don't go out, you spend a little money and go get two guys that can help your team. JD Martinez and Matt Chapman. What do you think? Would Chapman take a one-year deal, prove it deal, to prove to the rest of the league that he can still rake and then Get a huge contract next year? Would he take a two, three-year deal? I don't know. But I think it's worthwhile to find out. And I think this is a guy that can help your team immensely. The same way I feel about J.D. Martinez. So hit me up. Comment section. Should Scott Harris go out and make this offense better? To win what I think is a pretty damn mediocre division. Let me know. Also, don't forget about the candy. Best. Holiday candy. It's got to be the Brock's conversation hearts. In fact, I'm going to have one right after this podcast. I just bought a box of 12 of them. I downed three boxes before I did this podcast. Just absolutely addicting. I'm not proud of myself. I can down a bag in like 15 minutes. Delicious. Anyway, that's going to do it for the Daily Ticket. Before we leave, though, let's get some comments in the mix, shall we? So yesterday's podcast was all about the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs, and how Lions fans are now on the clock because it's Super Bowl or bust for them next season. I brought up the fact that I think Lions fans watched the Super Bowl, and while it was difficult and maybe depressing at times, I think you enjoyed the hell out of seeing San Francisco get what was coming to them. An agonizing, torturous loss. I know it's petty, but it's at least how I felt. Let me give you some comments. Then I want you to go on with your Tuesday. By the way, we're still doing the comment thing. Whoever gets the most comments read in the month of February, and we'll get you a leaderboard tomorrow, will win commenter of the month. The a big honor. You can put it on your resume. David Hardick, 55-67. Says, this is probably your best commentary you ever did. Thank you with like 17 exclamation marks. Thank you, Mr. Hardick. You got to say it quick. Hardick. You can't slow that down. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Any good comment I will read all the time. I can promise you that. And then I have another comment. This one kind of negative, but we'll read it anyway because we like the negativity. This one from Colonel Straits 1069. Honestly. I don't get your logic. As a Lions fan, I feel no solidarity with any of you. You're embarrassing. The whining and whimpering and all the nonsense. Not sure how last night's outcome has anything to do with what we do next year. Well, Mr. Straits, Colonel, sir, it has nothing to do with what you do next year. Other than it was nice to see 49ers nation get upset. It was nice to see the faithful be as heartbroken as we were. That's all. Is it petty? Oh, fuck yeah. Still enjoyable. But his comment got a reply from somebody else. Great White 3676 says, I 100% agree. I hope you are not a but-but-my-fourth-down kind of guy. Our fan base and media are an absolute disgrace. This guy is the ringleader of the circus, a complete clown. Okay rather negative. Why am I the clown? What are you? She's one of these Lions apologists that will never, ever, ever blame your team for anything. I think they had a fantastic season. Sensational season. But what am I a clown for exactly? What am I, funny? What am I, a clown? What am I, Pesci from Goodfellas? What do you mean a clown? But honestly, Our fan base and media are an absolute disgrace. Great way, 3676. Thanks for watching and listening. But go ahead. Let me know what exactly you mean by that. What is so much of a disgrace? What do you have the big issue with? I'm not quite sure. I thought yesterday's podcast was rather positive. Everybody got over the loss. It's going to happen. And you move on. And now the expectations are through the roof. And that is fucking awesome. That's going to do it for the podcast. Go get Matt Chapman. Go get JD Martinez. We'll catch you tomorrow on Valentine's Day. I might have a little surprise in store for you. In the meantime, go get yourself some of those conversation hearts, people, before they're no longer in stores. However, if you do find yourself in that situation, reach out to me. I'll sell some to you because I'm going to buy them all up the day after Valentine's Day. We'll catch you on a Wednesday. Happy Valentine's Day, early everybody. We'll see you mate